Federico's back and you're gonna be in trouble. Hey now, hey now, Federico's back. Hey, he knows that you've been cheating. And you're gonna get a beating. Welcome to The Prompt, a weekly panel discussion on technology and the culture surrounding Apple and related companies. It is the 21st of August, 2013. This is The Prompt X. Welcome mm. back to the world's greatest podcast. My name is Mike Hurley and I am joined, as I always am, by Mr. Stephen Hackett. Hi. And the returning champion, Mr. Federico Vadici. Hi, Mike. And Welcome. you got the name wrong because it's Sen, it's not X. Yeah, no, I'm pretty I, sure I just it's want, X. I ju- just wanted to, you know, okay, I'm pretty, make I'm things pretty clear. Sure I'm pretty sure it's X, but that's cool. No, it's Sen. And Dr. Dreng thinks that I'm right because I'm, you know, I'm Italian. So the, the ancient Romans used the X as a 10. So, <laughs> I mean, history speaks for itself, right? So what, what the Romans are terrible people. What, what kind of question is that? Did, didn't they like kill everyone? Oh, they did many things. <laughs> Depends how you look at history, right? <laughs> including naming the Mac OS, including naming the, the 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 Unix and the Mac OS. I mean, I know that Unix, you know, it, it, it's an actual X, but I mean, guys, come on, everybody knows that it's OS ten. You can seriously think that? I mean, it's basically Mike. It's you and Casey who thinks that it it should be called X. I mean, I know it's ten. But I think they should. Yeah, call it you want to be now. some kind of a rebel, you know? I, I, they should definitely. I think it should be called X now. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, let, so let me yeah, just anyway. file th- file that radar for you, dear Apple. In Mavericks, you should call it X. Love I, Mike. I like that. Uh, I, that I'm would drive me insane. It. That sounds like that sounds like a good idea. So, but this is the prom ten, right? It's mm-hmm. not the prompt X. It's the ten- it's the tenth episode, otherwise known as X. It is. It's <laughs> no. It's the, it's the prompt ten. I want that go. You're trying to you know to kind of get around this thing. It's the prompt ten. Maybe, Maybe the prompt we, X just for you. Yeah. Maybe we should do some feedback. Follow up. Okay. Uh, we had. I don't even know when it was because. I apparently don't listen while we record. No. But someone has built, has Apple explained the developer center downtime.com for us. Yeah, this is amazing. Uh, uh, this was the best thing. And it's Okay, so it's different than the last time I saw it uh, because there's now a joke about Jim Dalrymple on the page too. But it's no, no, no with a little uh, Great Britain, American, and Italian flag. Why is, why is it, Jim in on this? There's a Canadian with nope, with no period, because uh, on some show I was on, him, hmm. uh, he had a thing without a period. Okay. And then and then it's got a link to um, Prompt 9. So it was last episode, apparently. So whoever's doing this, thank you so much. And whoever's um, doing this, thank you so much, but you have a typo in there. Where's the typo? It's in the sentence at the bottom. Apple has updated its server notification page. It's true. It should be ITS. Yeah. But or, anyway, or, period and the period should be inside the quote. Don't do it the stupid John Gruber way. Or they are just saying Apple has updated it is server notification page, which they could actually <laughs> be saying. 
You know, you can't be sure about these things. Mike. Mike. Yes. Mike. <laughs> yes. So now we know that Mike doesn't understand the letter X10 mm-hmm. and the apostrophe. Mm-hmm. Or what else? Have you not seen Mike ch- the Mike Chats Tumblr? <laughs> no. no. What is this uh, thing? I'm going to put it in our instant message. It's basically just a compilation of the many spelling errors and grammatical mistakes that I make oh. on the internet. Across the internet. That that people Across. actually submit. So there are, there are many times where private conversations that I'm having with people by text message or by uh, DM get submitted to this by the many different people in my life that might do this. People mm-hmm. submit tweets and at replies. I did, I did recently submit one that Matt did because I felt like it was time for a little payback. Yeah, the first one is something Matt Alexander did. The second one is when... I try to say publicly, but spelled pubically. Um, <laughs> you mean but, your friends are submitting these things? Mm-hmm. This is amazing. And now I you can join them too. This is genius. It's also bullying, but you know we can that's, we can look that's past that. Allowed yeah. in the UK, I believe, is what the law says now. You'd think so. Think so. Um. So. So we have that. So um, a lot, lots of people make awesome things for this show. Yeah, like, when you talk about the music. So yeah, we have we have that. We have. Uh, Are we you had, where you can play the music? Um, I was going to put it at the end of the show. Okay. So our so we have out, outro, outro music. music. Yeah, our outro music was submitted to us um, by the the lovely at Wesley T. He submitted it to us on App.net. So that's going to be. You're going to hear that at the end of the show today. It's more Timer Koalising um, inspired music. And obviously we had a musical number at the start of the show this week. Yeah. Which I don't believe Federico's heard yet. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Exactly. So You'll you hear it when the show comes out. You're going to have to listen back. We we'll, put- just say, we'll just say that we had a fan um, <laughs> sing a little ditty about your, your return to the prompt. Wait, you you got a, like a song about me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's the sweetest thing anybody's done for me. Thank <laughs> you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so that's um, that'll be the beginning of the show. So everybody else has heard it except Federico. Awesome. Ah, and I just want to say, allow me to say that I want to send a big, you know, a big friendly kiss to 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 whoever's running the 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 timer coalescing Twitter account. It's the best Twitter account on the internet. He or she is my is my soulmate, and uh, yeah, you know it's just a perfect stream of perfect tweets. It's every time that I see this person tweet, it makes me happy. Yeah, because they're always very funny. So yeah. it's, it's at Timer Koala Sing. We'll also be in the show notes. If you would like to find the show notes for this episode. Go to 5x5.tv slash prompt slash 1-0 for episode X of the prompt. Mike, where can we find the show notes? Wait. <laughs> this does a different show. <laughs> uh, uh, a last bit of follow-up is um, looping back to the idea that Apple has a new product category this fall. So already, if you guys I have it in my, in my little notebook here, I have a list of things that we know Apple's doing in the fall. We know we're going to have... Uh, new iPhones, which we talked about a little bit last week and some more this week. Uh, we can assume, based on past calendar, that we're going to have 
new iPads at some point. Apple has said the the new Mac Pro will be out by the end of the year. We know that we have iOS 7, and we know that we have OS 10 Mavericks. That's five things, if I can count, roughly five things. Uh, maybe you could throw in a new iPod Touch or you know new iPod Nano or something, so maybe six or seven things. Um, but then on top of all that, Tim Cook, of course, has been running around like a crazy man saying that you know Apple's going to enter a new product category. Um, and I have a theory. And Mike has a dumb theory. Uh, before we get to your dumb theory, that's dumb, we're going to the, – the, the rumors have been what? So TV, which Gene uh, Munster continues to believe is real. Uh, we have the iWatch rumors, which seem to have died down a lot. Like that was all that was going on. I, I guess now iPhone rumors are taking up the bandwidth. But um, the, the the main rumors have been the watch and the TV. But Mike, um, so so Mike's had some stuff going on, and he's basically been drunk for about four weeks in a row. Um, God, and he I ho- thinks I, I hope that I'm right now, just to mean that you're wrong for wow. th- for doing this for being wow. this way to me. I think it's a it's a pretty solid idea. My, I personally think that. So let me give my basis for this. Actually, so on last week's episode of the talk show, MG Siegel was John Gruber's guest, and he was saying that um, Apple is going to be releasing a TV-related product this year, not a TV, but a TV-related product that will have an interesting input method. So I personally think it will be a games console slash app on the TV experience. And the reason I think this is because it is TV related. Um, It's kind of what people have always wanted the Apple TV to be. And an interesting input method would say to me some sort of touchscreen controller of some, some description is what I would say. Like a remote or like you have to have an iPod touch to use this. Like it will be a specific thing that, that Apple will make. It won't be an existing medium. Like, so there might be, um, other types of like I don't know like uh, they might have more like you know like proximity stuff and sensors and like connect like functionality or something in it you know because Apple has some of that technology that I believe they bought a company or were going to buy a company and they have patents and all that but that's the basically I think this industry is starting to change um, you're seeing things like the OER Amazon are working on a Android powered games console so say the rumors. Um, it would if they were to if Apple were to release something like this, they would be able to jump in with a games console before the next consoles are released. I this is what I think because it makes sense. This just it just makes sense to me. Federico, you're a, you're a games you're a, a man of, of who plays video games. Mm-hmm. Stephen doesn't understand this stuff. Please tell me that you think that I'm smart. <laughs> no, I think that uh, that that's very very much wrong. And uh, and uh, and uh, I mean. Let me rephrase. I don't think that it's wrong. I think that it would be very scary to see to see Apple coming out with a game console, and 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 primarily because I don't think that Apple has the the, the game culture that it's necessary to to come out with a, with a, with a console. I mean, look at look at Sony uh, and, and Microsoft and Nintendo. The the these are the you know the strong players of the of the game console market, and and they all build their own hardware. And they make first-party software, first-party games, and then they work with third-party developers to to you know have games at launch. And of these three big players, of course, Nintendo is the one that relies more than others on on their own stuff. But even 
Even if you could argue that Microsoft didn't have the game culture uh, 10, 10 years ago was when the first Xbox came out. I think you mean X years ago. X years hmm. ago, yeah. Uh, hmm. even oh, if you I could think, argue, don't you mean 10 box? Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> even if you could say that Microsoft didn't have the culture back, back then, uh, you have to understand that Microsoft spent years trying to, you know, market the PC as a, as a, as a gaming fl- platform and they knew how to approach the market. And now when I think about Apple as a, as a, as a company that could care about games, I just don't see how, how they might, you know, develop, a. uh, a culture and a, and a passion and a genuine interest for games that goes beyond the App Store. Because on the App Store, Apple primarily provides the infrastructure to, to sell and, and you know, kind of search games. They don't care about, you know, promoting... Uh, and I mean, I say don't care with, with not really any sort of insight... Uh, in regard to you know internal policies and 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 so forth, but from what we see, they don't care about indie developers. They don't make any difference between uh, big names and and smaller developers. You just see the App Store on page and a bunch of games, and every week they promote some games, and you don't really know who's done what. Whereas when you see Nintendo and and especially Sony in the past in the past few months, they really have upped their game for for you know for promotion and, 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 and uh, you know, building a platform for, for the indies because Sony and Nintendo and to, to a lesser extent Microsoft, they get what gamers want. And I don't think that Apple, that Apple cares about games that, because I think they see games as software. They don't see games as a, as a, as a specific medium. And, uh, and I guess uh, this goes back to, to an interview with, uh, with Steve Jobs that I, that I read a few years ago. Uh, Maybe it was an article, not really an interview, but anyway, there was this guy who basically was telling a story of when he approached Steve and he, and he said, you know, I'm building this great game and, uh, and, and I want and this game tells this, this awesome, this awesome story and, and it's really, it's really a piece of art. And, and, uh, and Steve Jobs replied that kind of, you know, kind of started laughing and said that the games can be art, uh, and of course, this is maybe uh, kind of a tangent and it's not really the main topic, but what I'm trying to say is that I could see Apple build, building the hardware for a game console, but I just don't see them right now doing it right in a way that they don't understand gamers and they don't have, a, uh, you know, the passion and the drive and the attention for, for gamers. And this is reflected on the App Store and this is reflected in the fact that, you know, they just don't seem to understand what gamers want. Yeah, so and, I mean, uh, so I don't think you're wrong, Federico, but I don't think that what you're saying completely applies either. I think if Apple were to do this, it would be... Uh, I, I don't know exactly how they would do it marketing-wise, but I think that it would be set up in a way that doesn't really... competes more with something like the you know, like the iPhone or iPad than competing with the Xbox or the, or the PlayStation. So you're trying to say that, that I think that they would build it as a casual gaming platform, like the iPod for gaming. They don't provide the content like the iPod didn't have music made by Apple, but it's right. still a, a casual product that everybody can use. Right. I, I, I don't think Apple's going to become a first party game 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like Microsoft and Sony and all these companies, they have first-party games that they produce and release, and I don't see Apple doing that. Neither do um, I, by the way. That wasn't what I was saying. Right. No, no. So that's what I'm saying. I think Federico's rant is right. I just don't think it is particularly applicable. Because I think if they do do this, which I don't think they will, I, I see it being a just an extension of what they're doing on iOS already. Like, I don't think Apple has to move into the space of a PlayStation or an Xbox that, um, and like even address that market. Apple's just going to ignore that market because it doesn't understand it. I agree you're right on that. But I think if they were to do something like this, if they were to bring games to the Apple TV, for instance, I think it would be casual stuff. And I think people would be frustrated that it wasn't higher caliber gaming or, you know, it wasn't, you know, uh, wasn't what you can get on like true consoles, but I don't think it would be $499 either. So it's, it's not really a game console. It's a TV. So they're making a different thing. Well, no, so, but, but that's what I said though. Like, I think that it will be like, it will be a device which is app based and it will, ma- I think it will mainly focus on entertainment applications and games. That's what I think it will be. So it will be more like what games consoles are these days. But it won't be like, uh, yeah. Stephen is pointing to me. Yeah, but if Stephen, if you look at games consoles now, the Xbox hooks into your TV and has TV applications. The right. PlayStation no, has on-demand yeah, it's, TV. It's more of a, a multimedia device than just yeah. a gaming console. And but, I think I think Microsoft and Sony are going to get kickback on that from the from the gaming community. Now, let, let me change direction a little bit. Um, you you know, there's been a lot of talk about apps and stuff coming to the Apple TV, and I think your idea is just maybe an extension of that, kicking that rock further down the road. Um, but what is interesting is, and this is, you know, uh, iOS 7 includes support for hardware game controllers. Like, that's been reported. And if that's true, then that really could be interesting, that they are bringing some sort of... Um, you know, some sort of things, some sort of hardware to this. The controller is really what makes or breaks this, in my opinion. Like, I don't, even if they're going to move slightly upstream from where they are for going from casual gamer, gaming to semi-pro gaming, like, I don't think people want to do that on a touchscreen device. People like buttons and triggers. I mean, John Syracuse recorded 19 hours of hypercritical about game controllers because people care about that. So I think that would be, a, I think, what they do for a controller would be a clear indication of Apple's actual uh, reasoning and purpose behind this device. If it's just a little touchscreen thing with a five-way remote on it, then you know it's meant to be casual. If they release or they build or partner with somebody to build an actual like hold it in your hands and it has thumbsticks and shoulder buttons and trigger buttons, and if they do that, I think that's a pretty clear indication that they want it to be more. And maybe they then they run into the problem that Federico is talking about. Yeah, but then again, they they have provided the, the the specifications for for controllers that work with iOS seven games. They're not making a controller themselves, at least for now. They haven't announced any plans. They're just you know provided this this spec document, and they're saying, hey, if if you want to make a game controller, here's how you should make it, and here's the APIs that you should use. So they're not coming out and say, you know, we made this controller, we think it's really awesome, but if you want, you can make another one. They're not, they haven't made one themselves they're just telling people to you know here's the document do whatever you want as long as you use this code and as long as you have these buttons and and we don't really care what kind of material you use or what kind of of kind of plastic you use just make the controller and i don't think that 
I don't think that the, the, the only problem that, that that affects iOS gaming is the controller. Surely is is the, is the, is one of the most important ones. But uh, like I said, I don't think that that the App Store as it is now is a viable platform for for serious games because just the only fact that games and apps are on the same app store makes everything much more complicated imagine imagine if you like open the i don't know steam and you found email clients alongside <laughs> games would that yeah. be great no uh, it wouldn't be great <laughs> only if um you know when you are uh when you get to an answer an email like a zombie gets killed yeah that could be cool i mean that would be interesting if they split it up you know i think this is a whole other topic that we should shelve and and probably move yeah. on. But like the App Store scalability is a whole different issue. Um, I'm going to add that to our future topics list right now. Yeah, yeah and I get I get really fired up for this topic because you know, you guys know that I'm a long time Nintendo fan and and, and especially uh, you know I'm a collector of games and I, and I've been playing Nintendo since I was five uh, and I'm also a PlayStation fan of, of you know PlayStation brand. I got a Vita. I got a I still have to buy a PS3, and I'm kind of late to that. But but still, I really like <laughs> what Sony has been. Replaced. <laughs> yeah, I really like what Sony has been doing lately, and uh, I don't think that I'm gonna buy an Xbox One. And so, I think that we should we should shelf this topic for uh, for an entire episode, maybe 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 a series of episodes. I don't know. <laughs> I still have that Apple and Nintendo topic. Uh, yeah, right there. I can I'm looking at it right now. All I want is Super Mario on my iPad. That's it. I don't yeah. want that at all. Well, you are insane because that's never going to happen. That's like asking Apple to make iOS for, I don't know, for the BlackBerry. Without without buttons, it's not. <laughs> Exclusive Federico Vitici reports Apple and talks to buy BlackBerry. Yeah. <laughs> you need you need buttons for Mario. You can't you can't play it on a touchscreen in my opinion. Well. Yeah. Do you no, agree he's with right. Federico? He's actually right. This time he's right. Thank you. I'll take that. That's one victory. And you know, you know, Nintendo consoles. What 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 button they they use a lot? The X button. Wasn't it the ten button? Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow, Mike, can you tell us about something awesome? I can. I can always do that. Let's talk about the fine folks over at Squarespace. Squarespace, we love Squarespace. They are the all-in-one platform that make it easy to create your own website. They bring this episode to you for a free trial. Go to Squarespace. Dot com, and you'll get 10% off if you use the offer code TALLYHO8. Squarespace are constantly doing fantastic stuff and updating their platform with brand new designs, new features, and just strengthening the award-winning customer support that they have behind the scenes. Squarespace have beautiful designs and templates that you can start with. They have them for all sorts of websites, blogs, portfolios, business sites, restaurants even. And they have tons of style options that you can adjust them with. You can change colors, fonts. You can change some of the layout stuff. It's really cool. And you can buy, you can really look at this. You can take what Squarespace give you and craft your own space online. Squarespace sites don't all look like they've come from some theme garden somewhere. They look like individual, beautifully designed websites that all feature responsive web design right out of the box. So they look fantastic on any device. Squarespace take care of all the nasty stuff like hosting for you and scaling your website and they have 24-7 customer support. They are an amazing support team. I've used them myself when I've broken things or wasn't sure how to do something. I think these guys are great. And with what other services do you get 
great customer support with who will set up websites for you. This is one of the things that I love about it. They find a way to just give you everything that you need. I want you to go over to squarespace.com. You can check out some really cool videos that they have there, um, which they show you how all different types of people from all different walks of life are able to craft and create their own spaces online. And it will give you some inspiration for the Squarespace site that you should be setting up. Sign up for a free trial there, squarespace.com, no credit card required. And if you decide to purchase, their plans start at just $8 a month, and they include a free domain name if you sign up for a year. And don't forget, you will get 10% off and support this show by using the offer code TALLYHO8. So go check out Squarespace right now. Thank you to them for supporting this site. They give you absolutely everything that you need to create an exceptional website. So the first topic for today is about the uh, the iPhone. We spoke last week a lot about the iPhone 5C and maybe what that could entail. And uh, But this week we circle back to the, for lack of a better word, 5S <coughs> phone. And uh, there's been a lot, of, a lot of chatter about a gold iPhone 5, <laughs> mm. which seems a little crazy, but I thought we could talk it out. So... It was floating around. Uh, MG Siegler over at TechCrunch wrote a piece basically saying, uh, my sources say that this is happening. Uh, Renee Ritchie at iMore says it's happening. And um, MG did something to kind of clarify the coloring of it. Like it's not going to be bright, bright gold. It's going to be like champagne gold. Yeah, just like warmer. Like I, I think it was like just a warmer version of what the the silver you know, the white iPhone is. Yeah. Which I have in my hand, and, like, under the right light, it looks champagne already. Like, it's kind of, you know. Um, so, there, yeah, there's two images on the TechCrunch article. One, both from iMore. Uh, one, like, crazy, like, not going to happen gold. And then one that's maybe more feasible. Um, uh, so, I don't know. I mean, what, what do you guys think? So, I am not, um, and Matt Alexander sent me a text about this. He's like, you're going to buy a gold iPhone because he feels like he understands me. And I am open to it. I'm open to seeing what it looks like. The same as I was like one of the only people on the planet that wanted the white and silver iPhone 5. I think time has said that I was I made the correct decision. Um, I know that Stephen agrees with me now after vehemently disagreeing with me initially. I think that the white iPhone 5 has stood the test of time um, more than the black one, especially from the way that they scuff. But I think that the white iPhone is a much better looking device. And basically what people are saying is it's going to be white with a gold, with gold accent rather than uh, with aluminium silver accent. I think it could look quite good. Um, And I don't think that it is indicative of... um, Apple making a bad decision. I think it could be an interesting style decision and we'll get Federico to weigh in because he is an Italian man on just how stylish that is or not. But one of the things that I... I um, my One of my initial thoughts that I've seen a couple of other people say later is if you are thinking that gold might not work in your market, then maybe you aren't in the Asian market where gold and gold phones and, and it's a very gold is a, is seen as a very different much more high fashion color um in like if you're looking throughout asia sort of 
in like especially in the Middle East as well. Federico's near Asia. Yes. Am I? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. You are. Closer than okay. me. Mm-hmm. And me. Mm. But uh, I don't know. It, it depends on how you see the the globe. <laughs> I so, I mean, so I think it's because you have a, a US centric view view of the world. Wow. If it ain't America, it's just Asia. <laughs> <laughs> they come from overseas. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, it's not bad looking. I, again, you know, this is all just like dude opening Photoshop and hitting a button. I think Photoshop the, CC has like a goldify button and anything in the, the gold button. Gold. I really don't know what to think, guys. I honestly don't have an opinion on this. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I have the the, the greater the greatest respect for Rene and for MG. I I just don't see the point of arguing on a color. It is kind I mean, of stupid. Okay, time. okay, it's it's a gold iPhone. We have seen one or two blog posts about it. Maybe Apple will announce it. I mean, we are seriously arguing about the shade of gold that Apple is gonna use. I mean, it's just insane to me. I, I don't know. Uh, my pop filter flew, fell off. He's so, so angry. He's <laughs> smashing I'm up so his recording so, environment. Yeah. Do, do you do you think that like? Is, uh, I think that there is some some merit in this on on the idea that if the iPhone five doesn't change from a cosmetic perspective, like the, they make the five S and it's the same um, case and stuff. Like it's the same casing, and especially if they bring out colors in the iPhone 5C line, that it might make sense to have another color in the iPhone line just to try and mix that up a little bit. Uh, I don't know. How, how did the 4S work for Apple? I mean, the 4S was just fine and there was yeah. a new color option. Yeah, I mean, but they every, didn't have every... a whole new line worth of colors, though. That's that's what I mean. Like They have a whole potential new phone coming out, which is color-focused. I mean, look, I, I kind of agree with Federico. Like, it is silly to talk about. I, I will say, just from, like, the Apple history nerd side of this podcast, uh, Thomas Brand has a really good post about gold Apple products. Uh, he talks about the iPod mm-hmm. uh, mini. And the gold one kind of flamed out, didn't do very well. But, um, you know, I think, I think look, you know, I, I care much more about what they do with the phone itself, with the tech specs. You know, uh, I don't like particular colors of iPod touches, so I don't buy, you know, if I was to buy one, I wouldn't buy the, you know, the red one or whatever. Like, it's fine. Um, I this think is obviously Apple, what happens when there's like a void of Apple news and people start writing about it. I think that Apple wants to go after the hip-hop market, not the Asian market. I mean, can you imagine all these rappers getting gold iPhones? Yeah. I think they already have them. This is just make it easier. Yeah. yeah, this make this makes them you know legit, as they say. <laughs> is that <laughs> so? Um, what do you guys think about fingerprint scanner? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that, I, and that's actual news. I think I think it's cool, but I think uh, obviously they'll do this where they have some sort of fallback to the passcode. So, like, if my wife picks up my phone, she can unlock it, or maybe you can have multiple people. You know, maybe you I think have... the, I think that the if it's true. Um, they have to come out with a with a clear, simple message because I guess that in a way, people could get freaked out at the thought that, that the iPhone can read your fingerprint, your fingerprints. You know, so they have to say, 
we have this technology we're gonna use it for security we don't we don't you know we don't send any data to to i don't know law enforcement or whatever we're just using this to make you more secure to to make sure that only you can use your iphone and and i think that if they can come up if if it's true like i said and if it if they can come up with a with a simple message i think that that's gonna be a great technology to to consider for the future not just for security but maybe if they can expand that to you know of course maybe a couple of years down the road to mobile payments you know kind of that sort of commerce yeah. stuff yeah. now apple are behind in 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 this realm like mobile it, payments it, are starting i don't think mobile well, payments it, it matter i don't I, mean, I, I don't want nfc i don't want to like Hold my iPhone up to a cash I think, register. I think it's worth stating that this is a lot more important outside of the US because you guys really are very, very behind on this stuff. It's um, because we're too busy electing presidents and yeah, because nowhere, nowhere else has 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 leaders in the in the countries. Um, uh, I'm sorry, Mike. Can you explain why the UK is a, is ahead of the US for for payments? Because I've never seen okay. NFC in Italy either. We have NFC, so we have a, a system called contactless cards. And um, all debit cards and credit cards here have chips in them, um, which you can pay just by tapping. So you don't have to put, you don't have to sign, you don't have to put a pin in or anything like that. Tap it, tapping what? So you tap the chip and pin reader. So in, in, the, in the UK, you do not pay for things by signing. You put your card into a machine, which is kind of like an ATM, and you put your pin mm -hmm. in, and that's how you pay. Um, so in the UK now, you are able to just take your card and tap it against these readers, and it mm. will just automatically pay for items that are under £20, and that limit's going to increase. And also now, companies like Samsung, um, who have NFC chips inside their phones, banks are starting to work with putting apps into phones which have wallets like card wallets in them so you'll be able to pay by the contactless car uh, contactless card or contactless nfc chip in a phone as well also and in the uk our, all of our travel is done by a system called oyster which is also through nfc and can also be done through phones and credit cards and debit cards as well as these oyster cards so the UK maybe is ahead of many other countries. <laughs> yeah. But it is in Asia, again, I don't know what's happened to me today, um, especially in like Japan, this is massive. In Hong Kong, China, and Japan, like it, this this stuff is huge. Um, so again, if, if Apple wants to continue it being a leader in those markets, which they really do, NFC and mobile payments is a important thing for them. Do you... Do you think that um, – part of me thinks that it's slow here in the States. Uh, I mean because people don't understand the security issues that surround it. Um, but I wonder if it is too that it's very fragmented here. Like Google has done some stuff and like you can do some stuff in Passbook. Like I think, that one the, I think the biggest example of mobile payment in the US is um, Starbucks iOS app where it has mm -hmm. like a QR code and you scan it and takes money off your gift card. Um, so, I mean, I wonder if it's fragmented or if it's not very good because it's fragmented and it's fragmented. You know, like that's a circle, right? Like it's, it's a, your, your banks have not, are not, are not fighting for it. And, and the banks here have set up like a consortium which they make these decisions for. 
And yeah. for whatever reason, your banks aren't doing that. Yeah. I don't know why. So I don't know how we got there from fingerprint scanner, but... Uh, <laughs> this, is how, this is where we are. It's because of set payments. Yeah. So, I mean, so the, the finger... I mean, to, to circle back to it, to wrap it up, I think the fingerprint thing would be really cool. I mean, I... Do you guys passcode your phones? Yes. Yes. So, so as, as do I. I think a lot of nerds do. I, I have mine be, always. Like, I don't even have that, like, couple of minute thing. I think I've got, like, a minute. Like, one minute. It's whatever the shortest amount of window time, of time is. But that would be nice, like, if, if it could bypass that, where you could just pick up your phone and it knows it's you. Um, it's obviously a lot more um, advanced than, you know, Android a couple of versions ago added... Where if you picked it up, it would turn the front camera on, take a picture of your face, and then unlock, <laughs> and it apparently was really easy to break, and then they made it better, and I don't know. So I tested it in the last version of Android. I took a mm-hmm. picture of my face and put that on my iPod, and then showed my phone to my to my iPad, sorry, and it unlocked my phone. So that's... <laughs> Still having <laughs> some issues there. Yeah. Um, so it's obviously more advanced than that. I think it'd be really, really cool. I, I hope that they would have a fallback. So, if, you know, if, if my phone's on my desk and someone needs to pick it up or something, like I could just... You know, I mean, that happens. Like, you need other people to unlock your phone occasionally. If you've fallen down and you've cut all your fingers off. <laughs> I just wanted to add, <laughs> before we before we move on to another topic, that, Mike, you said that Apple is behind on, on payment technology and NFC, but I think that it depends on what, on what aspect of mobile payments and communication with other devices you, you consider, because Apple is way ahead in terms of Bluetooth 4, uh, low-energy Bluetooth, and iBeacons coming with iOS 7. So we're going to talk about that in another episode, but still, yeah. you know, food for thought. Well, so. all of that stuff you, you can't use for mobile payments. It's, it's all near-field communication. But yes, they are ahead in some things, but they, they are lacking the NFC chip, which they need. For the UK. So they should make the NFC just for you. Uh, well, it's, as, as I clearly stated, it is also a, a, a thing in Asia. I don't know if you've heard of Asia. You are quite close to it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Shall I talk about our second sponsor? Yeah. Before we continue, we'll go on to our final topic. Stephen, are you in agreement for this? I am. Good, I'm happy. So our final sponsor for today's episode are the people, the fine folks, also fine folks. Everyone is fine if they sponsor show it's shutterstock.com which is where you'll find over 20 million stock photos vectors illustrations and video clips you can start your search over at shutterstock.com to find that perfect image for your website ad publication or any other project shutterstock.com gives you a global image collection to find images from across the world to suit your project you can choose between image packs and monthly subscription packages you can choose whatever fits your needs you never have to compromise if you just need one image for your blog you can do that too Every time you visit Shutterstock, you're guaranteed to find something new since they add 10,000 new images every single day. And it's more affordable than you think. There's no extra charge for large files. You can download any image in any size. You only pay once. You, you can easily curate and share pictures via light boxes. So you can choose your favorite pictures and videos and add them to your own light box gallery as you search around the site. And you can also use their iPad app to do this too. If you need an enhanced license access, maybe you want to run something on print or like some banners or something like that, you know, you, you can get an enhanced license with Shutterstock on any of their images. 
They have a huge library of vectors, icons, infographics, templates, and video clips if you need any of those. It's not just images there. And they can also get an account rep and 24-hour support during the week. Sign up for a free browse account by going to shutterstock.com. There's no credit card needed. When you find images you like and decide to purchase, you can use the offer code PROMPT8 and get 30% off any package. Thank you so much to Shutterstock for supporting the prompt and 5 by 5 So the next topic today... I don't have any opinions on that you two can argue with me about, so we have that at least. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Probably best for your self-esteem at this point. Shall I just leave? I mean, I can just go. I'll leave it recording and I'll just go. <laughs> so, F- Federico, you um, you reviewed an app called Editorial, and you know your review is pretty short and uh, <laughs> yeah. quick to read. Just glo- you can uh, just gloss right over it. It's you know. How many words was it? 20, 30 words. A couple of sentences, really. Like no, it was, uh, it was close to 25,000 words. So before we dive into <laughs> the review itself, um, kind of broad picture, like, in, like what's the elevator pitch? What does what el- Editorial for iPad do in two sentences? <clears throat> editorial is a, is a text editor with markdown support and, a, and an automation system to speed up writing and editing and that's the pitch and and it goes much much deeper than that because you can basically you can build your own workflows which are a lot like uh, workflows in automator on the mac so you can you can have these uh, sets of actions and you can make the app do stuff for you so uh, basically you can build these workflows and and, and you can do things like uh, take this sentence and, and, and I don't know, maybe uh, enclose it in parentheses and grab the link from the browser and create uh, a markdown link and you don't do anything. The, the app does that for you. You just touch a button and everything happens automatically and you, and you do this in seconds and you, can, uh, and you have this, uh, this collection, this library of 50 actions that you can combine and tweak and and you and you can have python scripts in there because this is made from by the same guy that made pythonista uh mr ole zorn ole ole zorn and uh so the he basically took the the python engine that that is behind pythonista and tweaked it for editorial and and, and uh, so you can have this crazy mix of actions and scripts and in an iOS app, and this is the, the, the greatest thing about the app, is that it's more powerful, in my opinion, than any other text editor uh, on the Mac. And this is happening on the iPad. So I kind of went a little crazy because I have been testing the app since November 2012. So it's been uh, eight months. And oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, after eight months, I started writing my review. I think that the first Dropbox version is August second august yeah really early august so um it took me like a couple of weeks to to write and to edit and yeah it was quite the the long review i guess it it was just as long as my mountain lion review from last year maybe a little bit shorter and um uh, i included like 30 workflows as an example uh, and they are available for download, and uh, and the feedback has been great. And people, uh, you know, kind of people knew that I was gonna I was gonna publish, you know, a really in depth piece. Maybe some weren't expecting uh, 
25,000 words, but I guess that many weren't surprised either because they knew that I've been testing this thing for eight months. And and, uh, and it's, it's not just the time, it's the fact that, that I've been using the app from my iPad and, uh, w- in situations where when I, you know, I needed to work, but, but I couldn't use my Mac. So I, I kind of touched upon this in my, in my review, but I didn't want to, you know, to kind of dwell on it too much. I mean, I've used this app when I was in, in, an, in an hospital bed and, uh, with needles in my arms and I, and I couldn't, and I couldn't bring my, my MacBook and I, and, I, and I could just take my iPad mini and write articles that were just as, you know, polished and, and good, I think, as the one that I the ones that I could create on my Mac with, with all my scripts and, and keyboard maestro macros. But I was doing that for my iPad and I've been doing this for months. So it's not like I'm coming out as a, you know, the guy who got the app two weeks ago and in two <laughs> weeks is, is coming out and say, oh, this app is revolutionary. No, I know what right. I'm talking about. It, I've been, been testing this for a few yeah. weeks and I really like this app. Right. It's been <laughs> embedded in your workflow, really at the heart of your workflow for a long time. Yeah. I think that's really like key to a good review. Like, um, I know uh, Federico, you did. You, we, you and I both reviewed Mountain Lion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm in the middle of my Mavericks review right now, and like no, I've been using it for <laughs> weeks and weeks and weeks. And that, that's that really shows in your review like, that you really know it, and that you really like know it in, in a way that you can take it apart and put it back together. And um, and I almost think calling it a text editor is like it's really an, an automation system. Yeah, it's like it's like a, a text editor. It's like a computer inside your iPad. Uh, 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 one time, I was I was talking to to my colleague Cody, and uh, I I kind of used the the expression "it's an OS inside iOS" in a way, because you can do all these crazy things. You can you can open apps, you can pass data to apps, you can you can access the the images in the camera roll, you can resize them, you can upload them. It's really, I mean, it's Python. But it's really not just Python because that sounds kind of complicated. It's got all these actions. They are visual and they have visual previews. So you can like mm. touch them and drag and drag and drop them. And you can build these workflows with like 30 seconds. That's interesting because yeah. one of the reasons, I mean, I've downloaded editorial, but I've not really played around with it too much yet because I don't know Python and I was like, well, oh, I'm no. screwed. I didn't know no, that you, it was visual I, like that. You can use Python because there is a, py- a, run py- a run Python script action. But the entire point of this is that you can use actions, and actions are based on Python, but you don't see the Python. Good. So, so this is like a, a collection of these little you know, boxes that you drag and drop on the screen, and you just combine them, and, and you create actions. And that's amazing. <laughs> I also don't write too much. That's another reason, but we can ignore a, that. That's another problem. And I, so <laughs> let, me, let me just... Uh, let me just finish uh, up my thoughts and offer some context. So I was saying, uh, I think I know what I'm talking about here. And I may have come out with a longish review. <laughs> but I don't mm. think that the fact that I wrote 25,000 words on an app gives you the right to call me uh, insane or gives you the right to question my, my logic or gives you the right to, to call what I do excessive. Because last time I checked, the internet is a is a democracy. Everybody can do whatever they want as long as they respect each other, the way I see it. So it's not like by writing this long review, I'm offending someone. It's not like and you the came to my house thing, and burned it down. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not like I tricked you into into linking my into into clicking on my link and coming to my site where I promised you uh, an editorial review, and instead you say you, you saw naked men. I mean, you're seeing text and you're seeing screenshots and videos. So it's not like I, I, you know, I told you, hey, come over this link and then boom, you see naked women or men or whatever you prefer. No, you see a review. And the second thing is that making, making fun. Yeah, I think that it's really not cool making fun of hard work of other people. And now I know that the Internet is full of, you know, let me use uh, an euphemism, um, nice people. I know that there aren't many nice people on the Internet. But I, I don't think it's cool when you criticize someone else's work on principle because it's too long or maybe because you're not able to, to, to write as long as in depth. And this circles back to what I was saying. I'm not bragging. I'm not saying I'm the best reviewer in the world. No, I suck, I think, the way I see it. I just say that uh, I've been working on this for months and you're free to, you know, uh, ignore me, ignore my review. I just don't see that... Uh, how anyone benefits from you. And by you, I mean the people that are tweeting this stuff. And so, you know, you are, and um, I just don't see how anyone benefits from your, from your, you know, making fun of people who write long form. Imagine if people wrote reviews of software, like two or three sentences, would that be cool? And I, and I mean, and I, I'm talking about an app that changed the way I work. So I think that I'm free to do whatever I want. And uh, I'm just happy that, you know, these people that have been tweeting kind of nasty things, uh, just, there are just a couple of folks that I don't really care about. So the people I respect and the people I care about and the people I look up to, the feedback has been great. And so I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to, to, to tell you guys that uh, I've been asked by, by so many readers of the review to, to turn it into an ebook because, you know, this thing is so long; it has been crashing browsers. I, I that needs to that <laughs> that needs to be expressed. That is not a joke. This yeah. review crashes iOS, Safari, and Chrome, and on yeah. my Retina MacBook Pro, it will not scroll smoothly. It just won't. It just refuses. <laughs> Look, I, I did my best to you know. I, I wrote the entire thing in Markdown, so it's really plain text. And it's JPEG images and it's YouTube videos. That's nothing really fancy. I don't no. do fancy JavaScript. I don't do fancy HTML5. I don't do Flash. <laughs> I don't even have ads on my site right now. I mean, it's really just text. It's just so and, much of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I get the I get that a lot. Uh, <laughs> uh, <so laughs> hmm. It's really it's really just too much text. And uh, so I've been asked to to turn it into an ebook and um so I was at the beach when I when I when I when I published this thing so I, I had the time to to you know look to the sea and think about it. I got really emotional <laughs> at one point but I don't want to describe that. Um I didn't really I didn't really get emotional. But anyway, um so yeah uh, um uh, basically uh, I learned how to use iBook software which is really awesome by the way. Yeah, and, uh, and I'm making and I'm making a multi-touch version of the of the review, but of course I had to, you know, I had to go the extra mile. And uh, so basically, and you guys can make fun of me right now. I basically added a few words to it, like another two million. Uh, n- no, kind of like six thousand words <laughs> more. 
So I wouldn't call you not illogical, that, but, but is it okay for me to call you an animal? Because you are an animal. Uh, it depends on the animal. Um, it's a koala. koala. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> In my defense, uh, from the review that you see on the site, I had to cut a lot of things. Uh, so this is like this will be my 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 director's cut edition of the review, which I believe to be the best because uh, you don't have to use a browser, so you got all the the smooth scrolling and and the, and the fancy images and inline videos that you can do on iBooks. So I'm really reformatting everything. I'm in. I'm making. Uh, I have made more more workflows for download. Uh, I fixed a few typos. I didn't have many actually. I was kind of surprised. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm making a lot more content and, uh, and I'm planning to sell it on, on the iTunes store. If Apple approves it, uh, I'm still not done. I still haven't submitted the, you know, the, the book for, for approval. And, um, but yeah, I'm excited. Uh, new thing for me. So. No, that's, that's really awesome. And, you know, I think you're doing the right thing. Extra content, you know, more stuff that, that didn't make the cut. Cause people who are interested in this are going to. Uh, are going to love it and and want more of it. You know, I do I did I did kind of want to back up a second and touch on the thing about, you know, people um you know, nice not nice people on the internet attacking <laughs> yeah. you for for hard work. You know, it's just part of the deal I think on the internet. Um mm-hmm. I definitely I mean, I've I've done it now for 5 years and you always get uh at least for me and I think I think for all three of us the feedback I get on my stuff is like overwhelmingly positive. Like for, you know, for every hundred emails I get, you know, 98% of them are positive. Um, and you know, so people who get worked up, you know, that's fine. They're going to do that. And, uh, you know, I think, I think for one, I think the review is awesome. You know, this app is not quite necessarily something that, that I need at the moment, but that doesn't mean I can't appreciate the hard work you went into it and, you know, and, and the time you spent with it. And the reality is like, it has like enabled you to do things that you couldn't do, right? You're talking about being in the hospital and you can't drag your iMac into the hospital room. And so you're, you're, you're stuck with an iPad and it's like, well, how do I continue to make my living writing my website? Yeah. And that to me is, is really what's cool about this app and cool about apps like this, that, they enable people to do things on devices that they couldn't do before. And like, if that like doesn't make you excited about iOS and the ecosystem and like reading about it, then you know what? Like who need like who needs it? You know? Um, so don't, don't let them get you down, buddy. Yeah, no, uh, let me put this up. Uh, 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 I know, I know you're not like, I'm not, I'm not really upset. Uh, I just think that it's not cool and I don't care about the, about the, these people, you know, uh, I just want to say that I don't care. I just want to say that, that I think it's kind of ridiculous if you if you make fun of others people, other people's hard work. And uh, but I, it's not like I'm sad here, crying, you know, upset. Uh, I just don't care. I'm just happy that that the the overall feedback, just like every time I, I spend a lot of time on things, has been great. And and uh, of course, you two have been very supportive with uh, you know I, I, I've been keeping you posted on the status of the review, and uh, so I'm really thankful for for the the, the general feedback from my readers. And, and uh, so editorial is uh, you know it's kind of popular now, so everybody's happy, and I just don't care about these people. They can do whatever they want. They can say whatever they want. <laughs> you know, but they they can expect to to mess to, to mess with me, and, and on the other hand, I I shut up. No, I'm not gonna shut up. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
angry, angry so anyway clients. yeah i like this app a lot you should check you should check it out and it's, it's just really five good. bucks like so i, I mean I, it's five bucks yeah it's i read crazy. i did i read the review in its entirety um all in one sitting watched the videos of the whole thing and i hadn't ever opened the website or the app store links till the end and i was thinking hey you know what this is a 20 dollar app clearly worth it and i open it and it's five bucks i'm like yeah. Dude, like you are smoking some sweet crack to think that this <laughs> that this app is like not worth more. And I, you know, I don't. Who knows what goes into that decision? But it could be charged. He could be charging more, and I think it'd be just fine. So for five bucks, it's like even if it saves you, like even if you just build one or two workflows that save you time, it's definitely an investment worth making. And I am very much looking forward to your ebook, Federica, because um, I, I was, I was, I had the. I've had the review open a, as a browser tab, but um, now you sent me some images of the book. I'm, I'm waiting for the book. I, I think yeah, that, that I think will be easier for me, I think, to read it that way. Plus, we'll, yeah, because, we'll get to talk about iBook Author in the future. Yay. Yeah, it's really, it's really, a, it's got its problems. Uh, there are a few things that I don't like. There are a few things that really don't make any sense to me, <laughs> but overall, it, it, it's really, really amazing the way that, that Apple made this free tool to enable someone like me to i i don't have an experience in in building ebooks let alone multi-touch things and yeah that sounds kind of weird so anyway <laughs> uh, i don't have any, i don't have an experience in, in in ebooks and and yet uh i can you know I, i'm making i'm creating a thing that i'm gonna that i'm gonna hopefully sell and and to me this is really yeah, it's it's just amazing. Very cool. Thank you for the uh, review. It's awesome. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for reading, and you know, and thanks for uh, I guess uh, surviving <laughs> because you, you said you did it only one sitting. So I did. Uh, how many minutes did you did you spend reading? You know, I don't know. I'm a I'm a very <laughs> fast reader, but it was still like a mm. chunk of time. Yeah, and the mm-hmm. videos and stuff are like that is what it is. But I'm I'm a faster reader than I would say most people. Um, yeah, Stephen, I've seen Stephen read, <laughs> and it's really he reads fast. <laughs> you just you just stop to kind of watch him reading. And well, also, no, as like, well. like we were doing like keynote coverage together and stuff. Like, yeah, and that that's really romantic. And I've also sent him things that I've written, and then he'd be like, "Read it." I was like, "No, you haven't." <laughs> are, you, are you sure you read it yeah this might just be he's this is just a convenient lie because of that one time i called him out so now everywhere he has to say he's a fast reader yeah, yeah i've been lying for years about no i am it really it makes my wife mad because she's not and like if we like reading something together like you know whatever like someone like sticks a magazine in her face like hey check this out like oh i'm done turn the page i think the show's done do people do that? They read together. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe no, I need a wife. Do, do people put magazines in your face? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, like, you know, sometimes like what? you're reading, you know, like, kind of a, like, like a description on like the Apple TV. Like, oh, do we watch this movie or not? It's like, well, let's do it. And she's like, I'm still reading it. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've already watched the movie. <laughs> I, I so read the kinda, screenplay. <laughs> it's kind of like a superpower. It's... <laughs> what what kind of good could I do by being a fast reader as a superpower? A fast reader. What, well, for instance, you could be a fast reader in a in in a in a library. So maybe if there's a library on fire, 
and you have to save the books, <laughs> you can make sure that you're saving the right books. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, man, I should be a movie director. If there's like some sort of laser which is going to destroy the planet and that you need to read the instructions and you're standing like side to side with your the, the supervillain and you read the instructions before him, you can turn it off. So you found you find uh, like like a bomb, and the bomb comes with with an instruction manual, and and, uh, and so there's a twist that you that you that you that you are a fast reader. <laughs> so everybody is you know is afraid of dying, and instead instead of you know kind of trying to cut the cables, uh, you, you just read the instruction manual and like this is the word. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, if that happens, I'll let you guys know. Awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Looking forward to that, yeah. Okay. Thanks so much for listening to uh, this ep- week's episode of The Prompt. If you would like to catch up with us online, you can do that. If you'd like to find Federico, you can go to maxstories.net. And he's also at Vitici on Twitter. That's V-I-T-I-C-C-I. Stephen writes at 512pixels.net. And he is I-S-M-H. And that is I-S-M-H. I don't know why I feel like I need to say that twice. <laughs> Uh, and uh, I am I am on Twitter. I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, and I have pulled clear in front of Stephen if anybody that's keeping track of such things. So if you would like to see that trend continue, it's I-M-Y-K-E. Stephen is now going to the prompt page to check my facts. Yes, they are true, Stephen. We will be back next week. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, stick around for the cool music from Wesley as well. So thanks so much. Bye-bye. Arrivederci. Adios. Timer coalescing. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go to Sylvia in the other room and say, hey, timer coalescing. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And that's business right there. <laughs>